It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Washington Wizards fans? This is your host, Ed Oliver. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. And we have special guest, Jamel Johnson, host of the Air Buds Pod, Air Buds Podcast. How you feeling today, man? Oh, I'm feeling fantastic. Super pumped to talk about some Washington Wizards with your brother. <laughs> yes, sir. So he has a uh, Disney World hat, the wizard hat, you know. Definitely fits, uh, you know, the Washington yeah. Wizards. Yeah, whenever I watch this team, I feel like a cartoon character. So <laughs> right. it felt right. And before we get started, thanks for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So um, before we get started, Today we're going to talk about, you know, of course, the trade deadline is tomorrow, three o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Um, Wizards have not made any moves yet, which I was hoping that they would have made at least, you know, one or two moves uh, by this time. But you know, the deadline forces people to make moves. So first, I just want to get your um, take on the season so far, um, and also, you know, I want to get a, a blame pie chart from you. You know, mm. who, who takes the blame the most for? The flop after the ten to three star. You can pick. We're gonna go through the the three, the three the three parts that can take blame. The percentage is the coaches, the front office, or the players since the ten to three starts. So I just want to I want to get your percentage on the blame pie chart. Ooh, I like that. I'm ready to. I I just put my numbers together. I'm ready to do it. <laughs> right, oh, ready. like off rips. Okay. Yeah. Here it is. All right. Um, I'm gonna say it's 55% on the coaches. And then I'm gonna say because my big problem is how many games did we blow before it looked like we needed to blow it up? How many games did we blow because we couldn't inbound the ball? Right, that is yeah. I'm putting that on the coaches. I'm putting 40 on the players, they're playing the game. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting five on the front office because I have emailed Tommy Shepard several several times, and I'm just hoping for a message back. So I'm just going to say it ain't his fault just until I receive a returned email. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, 
the inbound play, it, it, the inbound plays have been awful. You look at the Clippers game, 35-point debacle loss, comeback. Uh, Kyle Kuzma got a five-second violation, almost got a five-second violation before he got the five-second violation. And then he threw the ball all to the to the other side of the court and it went out of bounds to end the game for us to lose that game against the Clippers. KCP has struggled with inbounds plays too. Um, to get on the coaches as well, Weston So Jr., he is a first-year head coach. Um, you know, he, he's kind of – some of the players have basically said he's lost the locker room. Um, there's been a report that the prisoners run the asylum. You know, KCP and Trez getting a fight. Uh, Davies and Davies Bertans and Denny getting in a fight. Um, you know, Kate, uh, Trez saying that the mood f- uh, freaking sucks, to say it nicely. And he also said that they don't make adjustments as well. So um, a, a lot of it, it has been on Wes. Uh, I, I would say the front office, too. Um, you know, you, you look at Tommy Shaw, you look at Ted Leonsis, you know, they don't want to blow it. They don't want to blow it up. They don't want to move on. They want to keep building around Bradley Bill when it's really hard to do that. Yeah, especially when the position we need is the hardest to fill. I mean, how many high caliber point guards even are there? Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like 10 dudes you really want, and they're locked in. Steph ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? These guys ain't going nowhere. Like, the guys you really need to make your team, like, really move. And so just to be like, all right, we'll take all the forwards in the world. We'll get, hey, every forward you got, come on down. We'll, we'll, some of them joints will shake out. And it's like, yeah, getting Kuzma was worth a lot of this trouble. But mm-hmm. if we don't figure out a point guard, it is for not. Right. Yeah, in the front office, you know, they decided to bring back Dobby Spartans, which I kind of – I did want him back at the time, at the time, but now the contract looks really bad. He, now he's untradeable. They wanted Spencer Dinwiddie, who I, I was I was pretty happy when we first signed him. But, you know, coming off the ACL injury, you think they would have did a better evaluation on that situation. And Spencer Dinwiddie looks like a shell of himself. You know, there's reports that teammates don't like him. Like you said, the point guard position yeah. is something that we're really lacking uh, right now. And we'd be too – and, okay, so you know what? Maybe it is 70% on the front office because our problem is we, we, we're we too quick to tell everybody what we're willing to do. Like, yeah, I wanted Bertans back too. But everybody, Shepard, Beal, everybody was in the media. Like, first thing we got to do is sign Bertans, which just gave his people leverage. I'm living in L.A. now. Yo, good representation will get you overpaid in a heartbeat. So right. now we're on the hook for him for all this money. I'm sure the pressure was getting into him. He never thought he was worth ADMs, but now he's got ADMs. It's messing right. with him in the head. And now we're stuck because we just were too willing to be like, we love you. Like, I mean, some of being a GM is just like acting like you don't care about these fools. You got to just pretend. Right. Yeah. You got to be like Pat Riley. You know, yeah. with the heat, you know, but I forgot to mention that Jamel is a comedian as well. So I guess I should have. I'm not a magician. <laughs> yeah, so there's some questionable moves that they have made. Um, Spencer Denver, the contract's not looking good right now. Um, like I said, Davies Bertans. Um, there are some some guys that we could have drafted, you know, after some of the guys, you know, if you look at Tyrese Halliburton, he's playing really well for the Kings, Sadiq <sighs> Bay, Tyrese Maxey, um, Ayu Dusumu looks really good in the second round as well. Um, that's just a couple of names to name. And not everybody's going to hit on drafts. I think the two guys, the three guys that we've drafted are okay guys, but they're more like rotational pieces. You know, I think the DeMontis Sabonis trade kind of showed us what people think about our young guys and our, our, our assets right now. But the players, 
Yeah, I, if my answer for the blame chart, it's a lot. I mean, we you know we just saw a coach get into an altercation with a fan um, after the Heat game, and they you know they were saying let's go Heat in our home court. Um, so yeah, front office gets about I might have to say sixty percent because they don't know they don't have a direction right now, and they're trying to build around Bradley Bill. They're not doing a good job of it, and then also you know his value has gone down. So if you wanted to trade him, his value is down now. Yeah, bro, I mean. He should have been on the Lakers three years ago. I mean, I don't understand why the Lakers didn't just give us everybody then. They could have had Brad, and then all their problems would have been, and we would have ended up with Kuzma anyway. And all of their problems would have been solved. But, hey, you, I wanted to work with Brad, too. Come on, man. I never wanted to see John Wall leave. Yeah. No, I, I was but, with you on that, too. Yeah, yo, if I got to hear about – his playmaking ability one more time. I'm going a, I'm to a make some plays. We need somebody who can get him the ball. We got, I'm not, I'm tired of watching him try to break a double team. We need somebody who commands a double team to help this man or just get off it. Yeah. Brad needs a, he needs a, he needs a point guard really bad. We're just lacking that right now. I mean, Neto, um, you know, he, he's trying out there, but he's, he's not a facilitating point guard. Aaron Holiday's not a facilitating point guard right now. So we have to get a point guard. But yeah, the players are a part of the blame too, for sure. Um, everybody gets a percentage, in my opinion. Like I said, the front office gets about sixty, coaching uh, thirty. Um, oh, that's already ninety percent. It's just not enough percentage to really. It's go not home. enough. It's we need two hundred percent. We need another extra hundred of blame for this. Right. We really do. Um, and the players too. You know they're. They don't buy in to what Wes is saying. You know, Wes, he, he's a rookie head coach, so he's not getting command of the locker room. You know, guys got egos. Trez has, you know, Trez has an ego. Brad has an ego. All these guys, you know, Kuz won a championship. KCP won a championship. So it kind of looks like they're tuning each other out. And the whole showcase thing and not playing Daniel Gafford, that's on the front office as well. Um, what is that about? I that don't awful. understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the plan is to trade Trez, sure. That's mm-hmm. the only part about it that makes sense. But we still need to win games. Right. In order for everyone's value to be up. So right. play, make the right decision. And it'd be clear. Gafford would be coming out of the out of the first quarter, three blocks in the first quarter, and then he can't snip the court for right. ever. Right. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. And the, the whole Clippers lost too. Was because he did not sit down Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, West Huntsville Jr. didn't sit down Spencer Dinwiddie in that game. He was not playing well as all at all. You look at Tyronn Lue, he took Eric Bledsoe out, he took Zubach out, um, Batum, he sat him down. Jay Scrub came in, started cooking us. Luke Kennard, third string guys, guys that they have bought up from the G League, some of the drafted guys came in and, and beat us on our own house when we were up by thirty five. So that that was on the coaching too, and the front office with the whole showcasing thing which has failed. Thomas Bryant hasn't really showcased much. Um, Trez has showcased a little bit. But other than that, you know, the guys we tried to showcase, you know, what, what are we really showcasing when we're losing by 30 points? Yeah, rotation's got to change. And, I mean, I think getting younger would probably help Wes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure this mix of vets is he's just trying to lay back and, you know, let everybody uh, be grown because they're all established in the league. But, you know, he might just need some some young dudes that he could just yell at comfortably. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yeah, he's definitely going to get a command in the locker room for sure. Um, some guys are complaining about the offense. You know, he's trying to run like a Nuggets-style offense with a Jokic, but obviously we don't have a Nikola Jokic-type guy. Um, but, yeah, but the blame chart, that was that was good. It's just not enough percentage to go around. <laughs> but before we do, I want to get to Brad's wrist injury, and I do want to talk about um, the rumor of John Collins to the Wizards trying it or making trade offers to the Atlanta Hawks for John Collins. Of course, there's some Spencer Dinwiddie interest from around the league that I've heard today. Uh, so I do want to get into that. Mm. And uh, But before we do get into that, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues, it's March through the playoffs, right to the big game. In a couple weeks, BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up to the minute info on pro, on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. The NBA trade deadline is, t- is Thursday, February 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern time, and the Locked On NBA podcast will be covering it live from 2 to 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Join Kim Becker, John Corrales, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to get analysis of every blockbuster move. Subscribe to Locked On NBA YouTube and turn your notifications on so you know when they go live. All right, so let's get into some of this trade talk here. I just want to get to your reaction of Bradley Bill being out for the season. Uh, also, there was a report saying that the uh, Wizards are still trying to make a playoff push, uh, even with Bradley Bill being out. Um. Okay, two things happened. The first thing I did was oh, I also, bought this hat. Sorry, sorry to you I want to ask you oh, this. Please, Do you please. think the Sabonis, <laughs> the news of Sabonis being traded to the Kings, because once that news came out, it was about you know ten minutes later that Bradley Bill um, announced you know his his agency and he announced that he was going to be out for season. Do you think there was a coincidence with that as well? Uh, yeah, big time winky dink. <laughs> I, I'm. Can you hear me winking in the microphone? <laughs> Nuts, man. I. I just like I said, as soon as I heard the news, I I went and bought this hat. And then I sat in my apartment with the lights off and I came to terms with the fact that we are going to be the ninth pick for the rest of my life. Every year we are going to pick ninth and I it took a while, but I'm all right with it. I'm all right with it now. Yesterday I was I was not doing well, but I'm OK. <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. I mean, seeing him as the number one option was also pretty upsetting. So, mm-hmm. hey, take a couple months off, buddy. You earned it. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, it, it was, you know, I think 
after he saw that news. And I'm just – I don't want to speculate, but, you know, he kind of saw the record and him as his agency. They met with Tommy Shepard in the front office during – or I want to say the night of the Heat game. And um, seeing that, he was kind of like – they probably were like, okay, yeah, this, this season's not going anywhere. Let's shut it down. Let's rehab. Let's get ready for next year. It's a contract year. He doesn't want to get hurt any more than what he is. Um, so, you know, he can, you know, max out on and get possibly that five-year $242 million deal. Which I'm not quite understanding. Like, mm-hmm. I understand that it's based on, like, time and output and stuff like this. But just off what I see with my eyes, that five years, 200-plus something, I don't know if that's – Brad is more like – I mean, he feels like five, 170, 180. Mm-hmm. 250 <laughs> break a double team and we can yeah you'll get that 250 i'll give yeah. it to you i have it in my closet right i mean yeah it's so he he can either opt in to the four-year 181 million dollar which is a max contract as well or he can get that five-year 242 million dollar deal uh from the wizards which he can only get from the wizards which is most likely what he's going to do of course the normal guy i mean you, you gotta take it if they're yeah. gonna give it to you, gotta. Right. Yeah, you have to. So I, I can't blame them for that. Nobody can. Uh, but it's on the Wizards too. Are they really gonna and, and they are. They are gonna offer they already said it. And we will be doomed. <laughs> unless we find a point guard, unless we get somebody yeah. who can get him the ball, mm-hmm. that is doomed. That's like you ever mm-hmm. watch Game of Thrones? Unfortunately, I didn't. That's like the one HBO show I didn't watch. Well, it's like the pilot. Next time you watch, if you ever started the first episode, this lady rolls up on the one of the main characters and says, like, yo, it's about to get real out here. And mm-hmm. that is what is going to happen as soon as he signs them papers, man. I don't understand why Philly won't step up, man. Do the right thing. Ben for Brad. I think we all can see it helps both parties. I think Bradley Beal is clearly better than Tobias Harris for for the Sixers' needs. You know what I mean? He can drive. He can hit that mid-range. His three ball is solid. It's still there. The free throws is back. His wrist will be fine. If he gets sent to Philly, his wrist is going to be like, oh, you know what? Man, I, I think I got some new sales in my wrist today. I think I'm ready to go. Right. Yeah. The thing is, the Sixers, they're playing hardball. They want, you know, the Wizards want Tyrese Maxey or, you know, mm-hmm. or um, Matisse Thibel to be added to the deal. And they're not going to do that. You know, they're playing hardball with James Harden right now. They want it to be straight up Ben for James Harden. So, you know, they're going to play hardball with the Wizards wow. for Bradley Bill. And, and Bradley Bill, his, his value did drop this year because he didn't shoot the ball well from the three. He averaged a career high in turnovers. So, you know, we don't have a lot of leverage with Brad, so the Sixers are going to play hardball. The Sixers is playing hardball with everybody. The Sixers yeah. is like, we want we want Dr. J to come back for free. Like, the Sixers think, I don't know who they think is available. Just, like, make a deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're playing, yeah, James Harden is the one guy that really, really wants to go there. And they're, yeah, they're playing hardball with, with the Nets and James Harden. So, I mean, we'll see how that plays out. Um, within mm. the next 24 hours, but they, they're going to have to add Matisse or uh, Tyrese Maxey to that deal. But let's pivot to 
John Collins. So Quentin Mayo reported today that Tommy Shepard is uh, has made a couple of trade offers. He's contacted the Hawks front office for John Collins. Do you think that would be a good move for the Washington Wizards? And what do you think the Wizards would have to offer to bring in a John Collins? I mean, it's like if you do that, what do we give him? Like Trez and Gafford? So Gafford, yeah, Gafford can't be traded yet because we already oh, gave right. him the extension. I was asking question. Oh. Never mind. Well, I'm just—I mean, in terms of like play, that we want Gafford to be John Collins. So that's an interesting move because you got two guys that you you try and get lob threat. I mean, who we even got throwing the lobs though? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I think he's a player worth that look, but we already got a log jam at the position. We already got three fives that we don't know what to do with. Right. So we would have to, of course, you know, Trez is on the trade block. So I think he would be moved on. So what do you think about this trade for John Collins? And this is a hypothetical. This is a mock trade that I've seen floating around on social media. Um, One person had uh, Rui, Denny, and Montrezl Harrell for John Collins. Do you think the Hawks would accept, accept that trade? Um, maybe, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I could see that. Like Rui could be John Collins. They could play the same way. I mean, yeah. Rui's a little smaller, but post presence can shoot from three. Maybe, but then they got the same problem as us. They got a bunch of forwards running that around. You know, I yeah, think yeah. it's, oh, what? Well, I think it's, I mean, I think you you try to give him Trez, Thomas Bryan, and like, i give you Dinwiddie too, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if a lot of people are going to take Dinwiddie. Uh, I do want to get to Dinwiddie <laughs> in his trade value. There were some, some reports that came out about him today too. That, that might be an enticing trade. I would take about anything right now for Spencer Dinwiddie, to be honest. Um, but the thing about John Collins that makes him different from Gafford or a lot of the bigs that we have is that he can shoot threes. Uh, John Collins right now, he's shooting 39% from the 39.5% from the three, which is basically 40%. And, you know, the Wizards can't shoot threes at all. We're yeah, one of Davis per- show Davis Bertans the tapes. <laughs> right. And he's shooting three threes per game. So right now he's averaging 17 points a game, eight boards a game, and also a block a game. He's very versatile. He's a lot threat, like you say. He's athletic. He can run the floor. He can shoot, put the ball on the floor a little bit. Um, he's only how old is he? I know he's still very, very young. Twenty-seven tops is what I'm thinking. If that got to be twenty-six, maybe twenty-five. He's Jeez. twenty-four years old. Yeah, he's twenty-four. And his contract as well. His contract is not bad. It's, it's twenty-five million dollars per year, which isn't. It's not bad for his production. A guy who's basically averaging a double-double can shoot threes and can block shots. Um, you know, you look at Bertans, he's getting 16 mil a year. So you, you kind of look at the contracts that we have right now. Spencer Dinwiddie's getting about 18, 19 million dollars yeah. per year. So John Collins, that contract's not bad at all. And he's still young. Like I said, he can stretch the floor, he can shoot, put the ball on the floor. So if the Wizards could get him, I think he would be a good addition. Does he really move the needle though? Kind of like Jeremy Grant. Does he make us a contender? Not really. Well, but, if he comes here and he's actually shooting that 39 for us, I don't want him to get the jersey on and forget you know, mm-hmm. where the seams on the ball are or whatever, you know what I'm right. saying? But, like, I, you know, this could be good. And 
you could convince the Hawks that Thomas Bryant could potentially fill that need. I mean, he's pretty he's a fast big who who is willing to shoot it. Right. Yeah, and on on the YouTube side, uh it says Deontay Daniels. <laughs> I forgot hey. to fix that for you. Hey, look, he lives on in our rhymes. You know, this is just a guest appearance for me. <laughs> they didn't have time to change the cards. We good. Right. But yeah, I think I think the Hawks say no. I think they say no to us just like how the Pacers did. They looked at our assets, you know, Rui, Denny, Thomas Bryan, Montrose Harrell. Our first round pick, we can't trade until 2028. So I kind of think they look around at our assets and, you know, we, yeah, 2028 was that like an eighth grader, ninth grader, something like that. So yeah. you look at that and they're like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. But before we do talk about Dinwiddie, which I do think, and I, I really hope the Wizards can work out a trade, I think it would be better for Spencer as well to move on and just get a change of scenery because it, it has not worked out with Bradley Bill at all. Um, but before we do get to Spencer Dinwiddie and some trade value for him and some teams that may be interested in Spencer Dinwiddie, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now possible, possible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need from rockauto.com. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. All right, so let's get to Spencer. We're going to talk about John Collins, which I honestly, night, Jamel changed the hat, so I do like the... Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. It was, um yeah, that hat was hot as hell, so I had to do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so let me pull up the Spencer Dinwiddie reports that came up. So Josh Robbins said that the Dallas Mavericks and Detroit Pistons would be interested in trading. They might have interest. So definitely take into account they might have. This is not set in stone. Um, And then there was also a report today that the Lakers uh, would possibly have interest in Spencer Dinwiddie as well. And um, I, I would love, I would love for that trade to happen. So let me pull this trade up. Uh, for you guys, uh, I don't know if you saw it today. It was it was, it was for Taylor Taylor Horton Tucker. Okay. And so yeah, this is the quote from Sports Illustrated. The uh, reporter's name is Chris Mannix. He says Spencer Dinwiddie is available in Washington, Washington, 
and a Horton-Tucker draft pick package could be enough to entice a Wizards team with interest in offloading Dinwiddie's contract. Would you accept a trade for Taylor Horton-Tucker and two second-round picks? They might give us a first-round pick, which I highly doubt they would. Yeah. But would that would that entice you to, to trade Spencer Dinwiddie to the Lakers for THT and two second-round picks? Um, yeah, it doesn't uh, it doesn't fix our needs in the immediate, but you know, definitely, I think we all we all need a change of scenery from time to time. And um, I wonder if we could work out some sort of deal where it's like, okay, if the Lakers like make the real playoffs not the play in like can we get that like first round like protected or like something like yeah a 20th pick would be amazing but i'd do it for a second rounder sure right so there's also a mock trade that came up last week too it was spencer dinwiddie who's making three years 54 million dollars tht is making about 10 million dollars per year now tht hasn't played well nobody has really played well for the lakers this year to be other than lebron james and Maybe Anthony Davis when he's been available. Malik Monk has played well too, so they they don't really have much assets either to give up. Um, not like Spencer Dinwiddie would bring back a huge haul, and you know he's underwhelmed. And I already said that, you know he he throws a lot of grenades, last second shot clock violation type passes to guys. Mm-hmm. So another trade that I saw was um, Spencer Dinwiddie for THT Kendrick Nunn, a 2023 Chicago second round pick that the Lakers have, and a 2028 Lakers second round pick. Um, would you say yeah or nay to that trade? I would say super yay. Mm-hmm. Yay, yay. Uh, you know, West, West Side Connection style because, uh, you know, none. You know, we, we don't know why we haven't seen him yet. Perhaps it's out of caution. Some people say, you know, otherwise, but it's an intriguing point guard coming back. Mm-hmm. Could help. Yeah, I think I think he could help out with some of the ball handling. Uh, we just need to consolidate and let some guys go. Uh, another trade is the Celtics, which I don't believe would happen. But this this one that I saw for the Mavericks, I know they do have Jalen Brunson, the point guard on that team, was really good. He's he has an expiring contract as well. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie to the Mavericks for Tim Hardaway Jr. and a 2024 Dallas second round pick. And Tim Hardaway Jr., he's injured right now. I'm not sure how long he's going to be out. He might be out for the season. I got to I gotta double check on that, though. I would honestly be for the best if he's out for the season because then it's like you got to figure out how to play KCP because you're paying him too. So it's like, you know, the, the rest of the season to figure out how to move the pieces around could help. I mean, that's kind of – I. I how would they what do we have to do to like convince the Mavs to give us Jalen Brunson? Is there anything they would do to give us Brunson? And I mean, they're playing Trey Burke right now, too. And I know Dinwiddie's a big an upgrade on Trey Burke at the, at the very least. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a tough one because Dinwiddie he has looked like a shell of himself. And you know, he he just it's it's tough for him because he can't really get by guys. He's not really shooting the three well either. Um, but when he does play without Brad, he plays a lot better. So it, it, he could play better for the rest of the year, but I, it, it's tough, especially with the knee. It looks like the knee injury really is catching up with him, the ACL tear, because he, he's just not moving as quick as, as what he used to. Um, Trey Burke, they're probably about the same right now, in my opinion. Um, Jalen Brunson would be an upgrade, though. 
you're right about Jalen Brunson. I would love to get him in D.C., but he's an expiring contract. So I don't know if the Mavericks would really move him. But I think in free agency, I think we should definitely we try to. We just have to wait it out. Yeah. Oof. But as far yeah. as Dinwiddie to Dallas, they do – they have reported interest from Josh Robbins from The Athletic. Um, and then the Pistons have reported interest as well. I don't know who we, who we would get from the Pistons. I know they have – they Corey Joseph is on the Pistons. Um, they got a couple of young guards on there. Of course, you know, we're gonna we're not gonna get Cade. Killian Hayes, maybe they would want to throw him in a deal because he hasn't really worked out for them. He's still young. That's yeah. somebody we could possibly bring in for Dinwiddie. Like I said, Corey Joseph's been a pretty good, pretty good guard for the Pistons as well. Yeah, I mean, youth is where it's at. Corey Joseph being our starting point guard makes me just sad. It just makes me sad to hear. <laughs> good lord. But uh back to Tim Hardaway. I mean. Just another reason that we could just move on from Bertans. The I Bertans feels like our biggest issue right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what to do about that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to trade. Frank Jackson is on the business as well, too. He's a local guy. He's from DC. Now Corey Joseph can Ooh. shoot. That's one thing I like about Corey Joseph. I do remember him get, hitting a game winner against us when he was with the Raptors. So I, I, I personally wouldn't be too mad at Corey Joseph. He's averaging eight points per game this year, two mm-hmm. boards, three assists, which is, you know, really not too far off from Dinwiddie, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, as far as the Davis Bertans, this, this is the last question I'll ask you. This this is kind of ties into Bertans, too. But if you had to rank the guys to be traded, um, and also do you think the Wizards should be buyers or so? This is a loaded question before we do wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to rank the, the guys who you think is going to get traded the most, like Trez, Spencer, um, T. Thomas Bryant, um, KCP, Davies Bertans, who do you think most likely is going to get be, be traded before tomorrow at 3 p.m.? Well, it's it's it seems like Trez has the most value left of who should be traded in my head mm-hmm. Trez is someone who who we could actually trade and somebody would be like all right yeah we need a we need a backup center right now right and seems possible to cut you off the timberwolves are interested in marcher's hero that's been reported as well Ooh, who are they they they're thinking we get like can we get like malik beasley i was thinking about that too i really was i know he's making about 20 mil per year so that's a pretty big contract we would get back yeah. but of course we would have to attach somebody else to make the salaries match. Uh, maybe like Thomas Bryant and Trez package both and see if they want two backups to Cat. You know, Cat could get a little break here and those guys yeah, can come sure. We got all types of backups for you. So, okay, <laughs> so here, so it'd be him just in terms of like ability to actually trade. We need to get rid of Bertans the most, but right. Right. who do you trick into taking him? Yeah. Is the G League Ignite? Is the Ignite looking for somebody to spot up from forty feet? So him, and then you know, I think I for a while I was thinking Neto was tradable, mm-hmm. and I think because Neto's like a he's like a piece, he's like a championship piece, he's like a he's a solid backup when you need somebody who could just go get a bucket. I think well, this year need... he's shown this year he's shown that he would be a good fifteenth man. On a championship team, yeah, like that. (laughs) All your guards are down. Come on, LA. You know when Russ need a break, and you don't, and then none ain't there. You, you, you just need somebody to come bring the ball up. That would be great. 
he's like he can get to the rack like I've never seen nobody five foot nothing who could just get to the rack like that. But okay, so him and then like I mean it'd be cool to trade KCP, but to who? The Denver Nuggets reportedly are looking for a three and D wing. So that's probably mm-hmm. our only hope to take KCP. That's cool. And I mean I, they I got a couple it. point guards laying around. Yeah, they, they Last got time I checked. They I want to say Monte Morris, Bones Highlands a rookie. Um, so mm. they they don't have any, you know. Well, yeah, I guess it's like because Murray's their, their point guard is Jokic. Jokic is like a point center, so that's that's what they do. Yeah, and then and Murray being gone for the year and all yeah, that. So the maybe they they might not be. They're not gonna. They're not gonna get rid of um, Monte Morris at all. Mm. Damn. So you got Bertans or. So Trans Bertans, Neto, uh, and then fourth, um, Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant, okay. Where's just because they're yeah, oh okay, so Dinwiddie, then Bryant. Because Dinwiddie, it's like, yeah, you know, come on. Maybe the the knee will get better. Come on, man, these things take a year. And then Bryant, you know, he's he's got something left in the tank. We just got too many centers. Project for a project. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You give us your project point guard. We'll give you our project center. Let's see how it goes. And then Aaron Holiday is at the bottom. Yeah. Aaron Holiday is the largest food group on my food pyramid of tradable wizards. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping they – and then I'm hoping they, they they try to trade as many guys as possible because they got to let Rui and Denny develop. They got We have to see what these young guys can do. Um, same thing with Daniel Gafford. I'm tired. Of, I don't want to see him be benched anymore. He needs to play as much as he can. He's a, he's a guy yeah. that to too. Um, so we got to see what these young guys can do. We got to let Rui Rui spread his wings and develop for this final half of the year. Um, and last question: uh, What are, what's your thoughts on Rui and Denny? What do you think their ceiling is, and do you think the Wizards should try to get the best pick in the draft possible? Uh, I think I think the ceiling is high for both of those guys. I mean. Denny's had some really good defensive stretches early in the year, and I think I think that's something to build on. His issue is just confidence, maintaining it. Mm-hmm. You can see it. You know, he misses a shot. He, head be down. You know what I'm saying? Right. He's just so like it's just mental. But he's he's shown some flashes where I was like, all right, yeah, he could be for real. And Rui, I mean. Rui's got real numbers that he's put up these past couple seasons. You know, like mm-hmm. I just gotta just give him the ball more. It sounds it seems like to me. Right. Yeah, definitely. I, I think Rui, you know, he had a really good playoff series against the Sixers, the dunk on Anthony Davis, the dunk on Tobias Harris. He shows flashes. He's shooting the ball pretty well from the three-point line so far this year, too. Um, you know, he's the mid-range assassin. He loves that mid-range game. So I'm excited. We we because we still have. I want to say they still have him on a minutes restriction. They need to take that off. Let him play about 30, 35, really forty minutes a game. He um, could go. Denny, I think. I feel like yeah. Right, Denny. I'm I'm there with you. Confidence is huge for him. Um, of course, working on his left hand has to make layups. Has to finish layups. Finish strong around the rim. That's yeah. what I'm looking for from him. Uh, defensively, yeah, he's been really. He's probably been our best defender at times. 
on the team. So I'm really excited to see what these guys can do. I think Bradley Bill getting hurt, it's it's not good news, but it could be an opportunity for the team. Oh, and then are you for getting the best pick in the draft or, or no? Yes, I'm for a commitment to development. Mm-hmm, we have right. done this thing for years where it's like, all right, no, we're going to try to win. And you know what happens? We end up with the ninth pick every time. We just got to stop that for a second. And I think there's a way to do I mean, it's like we look we look goofy trying to win. Maybe tanking could be fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a good draft. You look at the Raptors, they got Scotty Barnes after they um, they had a bad season last year. Some guys were injured. Um, you look at his draft this year. You got Jay and Ivy out of Purdue. You got some guys from Duke, Ben Caro. It looks really good. Got Jabari Smith out of Auburn. So it, it could be a golden opportunity for the Wizards. Now, I know I have a weird feeling if we do get a top pick, they're going to try to trade it away and try to get another star or package it. All right. I mean, and that's for like, but who would it be? I mean, what's Kyrie's status? Do they want a first round pick for Kyrie up in Brooklyn? Probably. And a couple players too. Would that fix things? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's something to think about because that Nets team, if James Harden leaves, then I think it's, I think they're gonna blow it up. Because, well, because yeah, well, I mean, you could get Ben though. You get, yeah, you can see how it could work out with Ben first. Oh, I mean, and that would be amazing, Ben and KD, right, and Kyrie. That'd be quite all right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I hope we don't trade it. But if it's if it's some if somebody for real is coming back for that pick. I suppose I don't mind, but I just we can't keep getting the ninth pick. Let's try let's let's get the fifth pick, huh? What you think about fifth? <laughs> yeah, let's get that fifth pick. That's what I'm wishing for. But um thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen locked on bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on bets hosted for your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Jamel, I want to thank you for coming on. Is there anything you wanted to plug? I uh, appreciate you having me, dog. Uh, at Airbuds Pod, uh, NBA Storytime, you can search that wherever you get your podcast. You de- we definitely got to have you on Airbuds, bro. We was talking about it. Let's let's make something shake on that. And I also, I got a football show. It's called Sorry We Love Football and Sorry We Love NFL. And Sneak This, the sneaker sketch show brought to you by BR Kicks, available on YouTube. Shouts out to the Washington football skins. I seen you with the shirt. I don't know if I can rep the commanders, dude. It make it make it's too it, it hurts so much. Yeah, it's it is it does it's 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 tough to say hell to the commanders. It does sound a little corny, but you know, I'm getting it's starting to grow on me. I'm getting used to it. You know, yeah, hey, look, once we get a couple dubs, right? You know, I'll be looking for a hat. I Russell Wilson. Some I mean Russ comes. Now we now we talk. <laughs> Right. But uh, I just want to thank you for coming on, man. Um, hopefully we make some trades tomorrow. That's what I'm hoping. But um, yeah, thank you guys for watching and listening. Make sure you guys subscribe to Locked on Wizards on YouTube. Hit the notification bell. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.